0: Today's episode is brought to you by our sponsor, the podcast Rooted in Retail by Crystal Vilkaitis. This is a podcast dedicated to helping the independent retail community navigate an ever-changing retail landscape. Weekly, Crystal features amazing guests from in and around the retail industry to provide insights on how to build better businesses. It is a great listen I cannot recommend enough. Also, Rooted in Retail is celebrating its first anniversary in March. That's over 52 episodes of incredible guests and perception-altering information. To celebrate this anniversary, Crystal is giving away five tickets to her Evolve 2024 conference in Denver, Colorado. To enter, go to crystalmediaco.com win. And you have to do it by the end of February. So February 29th, you actually get an extra day. What is Evolve, you ask? Evolve is an annual marketing and social media conference hosted by Crystal Vilkaitis. It is two days of learning from experts on how to level up your business. Crystal has announced the speakers for her conference, and wow, they are some amazing people. If you're a retailer, I highly recommend attending Evolve this April. You can register for the event using the link in our show notes. Crystal Vilkaitis and Rooted in Retail are rooting for your success. Now on to our show. Hello and welcome to Main Street Matters by Heart on Main Street, the podcast that helps you turn your retail store into a retail home. I am your host, Patrick Heiser. That one wasn't bad, right? I know you have no context for the comment yet, but I think it was okay. I have a few weeks to think about these taglines and a, a lot of time driving in a car from town to town, but honestly, these are more difficult than you'd think. I've noticed over the last few weeks that we have a lot of new listeners. Thank you so much for joining the Main Street Movement. Since there are a lot of new people that are just discovering this podcast, I wanted to introduce Heart on Main Street to you all and tell you a little bit about what this podcast aims to do. Most of this information I have talked about in previous podcasts, but if you're new, I don't want to discourage you from listening to other episodes. I'm sure I have said some incredibly wise things during those. So, first, hard on Main Street, we are a nonprofit, a 501c3 organization dedicated to helping independent retailers grow their business and thrive within their local economies, so that they can remain a large part of their communities for as long as they would like to be. We formed in 2022, but really launched at the beginning of 2023. I am a firm believer that independent retail is incredibly vital to the economic success of a community. Indie retailers employ local people, they buy from local artisans, they hire other local businesses for services, they organize events for downtown areas, they devise ways to bring shoppers into these areas, they sit on downtown developmental committees within their towns to make decisions on how businesses will operate, they bring uniqueness and charm to communities. Retailers are dreamers and constant optimists who believe in a brighter future. I love independent retail and I want to do everything within my power to provide retailers with access to tools, resources and education in order to make sure that communities have these vibrant independent retail sectors. I often refer to downtowns, but I know that many independent retailers exist outside of the main street areas too. This organization is not just focused on main streets. We really want to support all independent retailers wherever you exist. I want this organization to be a hub where retailers can come together to find help and support that they need in order to be successful. We partner with a lot of great organizations to bring together resources for you and to help the independent retailer community. So what do we do? We focus on four main categories, pillars as we refer to them, education, financial support, mentorship, and providing a Friends of Main Street network. The first of these pillars is education. As an independent retailer, you wear so many hats. You are the buyer, the visual merchandiser, the cleaning crew, the financial planner, the inventory taker, the social media manager, the interior decorator, the website designer, the CEO, the CTO, the CCO, and everything else all wrapped in one while also likely being a spouse, parent, grandparent, and a unique individual whose entire identity isn't centered around work. I am constantly in awe of how much one person can accomplish. Yes, you might have staff that helps out and lifts some of the burden off your shoulders, but these things ultimately come to you. No one can be an expert in all of these things. That being said, I have met some people who are actually very proficient at seemingly every task within the retail store, and if that's you, oh my gosh, absolute kudos. Seriously, you are a a rare bird and I don't know how you do it all. But for the majority of us, there are skills for tasks that fall under our umbrella that we lack in. As a former educator, I believe in a lifelong learning. I believe that there's always room for improvement, for growth of our knowledge set, Especially in a period of time where everything is changing so rapidly, and by the time you actually learn something and you master it, there's a different version of it out there for you to also learn about. So one thing Hard on Main Street wants to do is help out with that. We host monthly webinars with experts in their field, bringing you free education on how to improve different aspects of your business. We've talked about things like event planning, job postings and interviewing, visual merchandising, window displays, social media skills, product trends, customer experience strategies, so many topics I Think we've had 15 different webinars. And we basically have our whole 2024 planned out as well with some incredible people and fantastic topics for you you can register for our upcoming webinars and find all of our previous webinars on our website heartonmainstreet.org under the pillars tab we also have the next webinar listed for you to register for but if you're joining our mailing list or follow us on social media you will be alerted as to when you can register for these upcoming webinars even if you can't make the live session If you register, you will receive a recording to watch on your own time. We've been also doing in-person education events at trade shows. We've conducted them in Dallas the last two seasons, uh, but are also looking to expand our offerings in different locations. Education is a big part of my heart, and I want to make sure that you all are equipped with the best knowledge possible to make good decisions for your business. Financial support is our next pillar. As a nonprofit organization we do raise money. This money is then given directly back to independent retailers in need. We've been focusing our efforts on areas that have been impacted by natural disasters. Last year, our very first year, we donated over $60,000 worth of financial support and product to retailers that were affected by natural disasters. We want to help retailers recover after the event, rebuild their stores and remain a part of their community. My heart aches for these retailers who, to no fault of their own, completely lost their entire business overnight and had to start from scratch. Our long-term goals is to continue doing this for areas that have been impacted by natural disasters, but also have money to help out retailers and have them reinvest back into their businesses. If you'd like to invest in an inventory management system or ads for social media or a store rebrand, I'd like to provide grants for businesses to do so. We're not there yet. That is a long-term goal with financial aid for retailers, but we're working on that. A majority of our funding is provided by wholesale vendors that is a group that I have connections with that I target to help give back to independent retailers. However, we do have many individual contributors as well. If you'd like to support Heart on Main Street in this way, you can go to heartonmainstreet.org and donate there. Even small donations can really add up. I would love it if you were able to provide $10 a month. It might not seem like a lot or that it's doing a, a particularly a whole lot, but in mass quantities, it can really make a difference. So that that will be my pitch for today. Our Friends of Main Street Network is our third pillar. This is a network of companies that provide services to independent retailers in over a wide range of categories. Everything from social media skills to helping with your building lease. These are all companies that specialize in working with independent retailers, that know your challenges, that know your struggles, that have worked with businesses like yours in order to help them grow. I have vetted each and every one of these businesses to make sure that they provide quality services for you. This is a constantly growing network as I meet and and am introduced to more companies that work with independents. I want this to be a place, this network, that as a retailer, you can go to find resources that you need in order to help you grow and evolve your business. Instead of Googling and finding 10,000 marketing companies, you can find a handful that work with businesses like yours and make a determination on who you'd like to work with. You can find this network on our website, heartonmainstreet.org, under the Partners tab. Our last pillar is our mentorships. We will have a pilot program for this in 2024, but really launch it in 2025. The concept of this is to provide retailers with access to free resources and mentors in order to help them grow their business. Several of our friends of Main Street have committed to helping out with this program and being able to provide time to work with retailers one-on-one and grant access to courses and materials that would generally come at a cost. We are still working through the kinks of this, hence why we have a pilot program this year, but we are hopefully going to be able to launch that next year. So that's what Heart on Main Street is, uh, but you've found this podcast, and I thank you so much for listening so far. So what is this podcast about? We have a weekly format with new episodes every Thursday. Once a month, I will bring you an audio recording of our latest webinar. A lot of times this format, the podcast format, works great for the conversations that we have during the webinar. Sometimes the webinar is a little bit more visual. I will let you know when I recommend that you watch it versus listen to it. But we all learn in different ways, so listening might work just fine for you. Other weeks might be interviews with retailers that I have visited with, or they might be about the towns that I have visited during my Main Street Monday series, like what today's will eventually be. I know this is a super bonk introduction. If you are unfamiliar with our Main Street Monday series, this is a series that we do mostly through Instagram, but kind of also through Facebook and TikTok. Every Monday, I visit a different town and explore the downtown area and feature retailers there. This concept is really to promote supporting local businesses, showing off interesting elements of the community and unique retailers and the products that you can find there, the vibrancy of the area and encouraging people to explore their independent retail community. We have now visited over 30 communities, mostly within a five hour drive of where I live in the Chicago area. But when I travel for work, I try and see a new community there as well. I often talk about the stores that I love here. And while I am describing things to you, the visuals can sometimes be better. I want you to learn from each other, not only in the concepts, but also in the merchandise in the merchandising. So I encourage you to look at the visuals of the stores that I talk about. You can see all of the areas that I visited uh, on our Instagram page and explore the retailers there. Many towns that I have visited, I have actually been invited to, which is really, really special. And for those that are listening that have invited me, thank you so much. If I haven't gotten to your town yet, I promise I will be. We have a whole list of areas that I'm planning to visit and going to get out to. I love seeing these areas and seeing the pride that local retailers have in their towns. So if you would like to be added to my list of towns to to come and visit for Main Street Monday, please let me know. You can send me an email through contact at heartonmainstreet.org or put a message on one of our videos on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, wherever you find us. So I feel like that's enough of an introduction t- for today and that we should really get onto the main con- uh, content of this episode. In this episode, we are back out on the road for a Main Street Monday and we are back in the Midwest. My last few episodes, we were traveling, so I was able to explore Carrollton, Texas in Alpharetta, Georgia, but today we are back closer to home for me in Geneva, Illinois. Now, this is not Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, which I talked about a few weeks ago, similar names and very confusing, just like when I eventually talk about Niles, Michigan, which is not Niles, Illinois, but that's for another time. Geneva, Illinois was highly recommended for me to go visit by a few people in my life. They didn't want to spoil why, but they just said this is a community that I would really enjoy visiting. So it's not really an invite per se, but certainly a a push to go there. Geneva is a western suburb of Chicago with around 20,000 residents. In my pre-research of Geneva, I saw that the downtown area supports dozens of independent retail locations and restaurants and other small businesses, all great signs. I was excited to explore, but I was not prepared by how great this town would be. When I arrived to the first store that I had reached out to and made an appointment with for the day, I got to a residential area. I thought, well, great, this is a retailer that operates out of their house, it's not a true brick and mortar, this might be a little bit awkward for me to feature and take pictures around their house. But then I started to walk the area, and it dawned on me how this area was structured. And the incredibly unique element that this downtown area has its main thoroughfare third street appears outwardly to be mainly a residential area however it's been restructured so that the houses along third street have been rezoned for commercial use signs outside the homes give nods to their former owners by being labeled things like the Wright house or the berry house and listing which stores now occupy this home This is an incredibly inventive structure that allows Geneva to keep a residential feel despite being filled with dozens of businesses. I started walking the street and marveling at this concept and walked by one house, I mean, business, that perfectly played into this. Graham's Fine Chocolates was positioned to take advantage of this commercial residential situation like none other. The home that this business occupies has a really large front window facing out towards the street. Graham's has set up their chocolate-making operations in this front window so passerbys can get a front-row seat to how everything is made. You can see the chocolate being made. You can see fruits being dipped inside, pretzels being coated in that irresistible milk chocolate. You could smell the chocolate emanating from the house. It was intoxicating. This creates an excellent experience for the community and pulls people off the street to come inside and taste the sweets, which of course I did. Despite me trying to diet for some family photos that we have coming up for Little Miss Main Street's first birthday, I was too entranced to not pick up some sweets and they were worth it. Whether it is the theatrical aspect of being able to watch everything being made right in front of you or the true quality of the candy, it was fantastic. Ooey gooey and fresh. I loved it. Another store that took a fantastic advantage of this residential turned commercial situation is Cocoon. Cocoon calls itself a magical shop for home goods, quirky gifts, and one-of-a-kind finds, but the experience that they have created for their customers sets them apart. Cocoon sits in a relatively large home that provides ample space for customers to come and explore the store. But the best element is that the owners and the staff of Cocoon have taken special care to merchandise each one of their 10 rooms as though you were exploring a home. Looking for the bath and body products? Well, you'll of course find them in the gorgeous second floor bathroom. Kids items can be found in the bedroom, which is set up to remind you of a child's room. If you're looking for apparel, well, come into the primary bedroom, which feels like you're walking into a giant closet. Each room, from the living room to the foyer, is decorated with precisely what you'd expect to find. The setup creates an experience where you feel like you're shopping at your friend's home. There are no restrictions on which rooms you're allowed to explore and you're free to touch and purchase anything that you'd like. The merchandising was beautiful, everything was placed just so. This concept was incredible and the products were fabulous. Cocoon knocked it out of the park by being able to provide a shopping experience for its customers. It was perfect. Directly below Cocoon, in what I guess you would call the basement or maybe the first floor of the house, it was kind of a unique setup to to the building, was another business called Peaceful Parlor. I'm sad to say that since I was there just a few weeks ago, they have announced that they are going to be closing their business after 15 years. I did want to touch on the store because from what I've seen since this announcement, they were such a big part of their community. They started out as a purely eco-friendly fair trade made in the USA store, but have evolved into carrying more spiritual elements, bringing in incense and expanding into tarot cards, Sherry, the owner, would even perform tarot card readings for her customers. They had an enormous herbal tea collection as well, and this is something that Sherry was very passionate about, the properties that the teas could provide. It was a very unique store. The contrast between Cocoon occupying the two stories above and Peaceful Parlor below could not have been wider. But stores like Peaceful Parlor are needed in communities. There's a sect of the community that wants to find items like this, and this provides an avenue for them to find quality items that fit their interests. They will be missed in Geneva. Another Third Street business that I enjoyed was Denise's Adornments. This is a mother and daughter run clothing, jewelry, and home adornment store focusing on great merchandising and products of a neutral color palette. The merchandising style within Denise's Endorments brings a warm and approachable feel to the store. The daughter co-owner, Tiffany, commented to me that men even enjoy shopping the store because of how easy it is to approach. I, I laughed at that, but honestly, I agree with it. It wasn't bright and in your face with color. I personally have no problem with that, but there are many men who would immediately steer clear of that environment. The neutrals were just warm and welcoming and allowed you to explore. They seamlessly blended products that range from winter wear to cowboy boots to Christian books to home decor. Their motto to create an atmosphere of love and peace was felt all throughout the store. As you move closer to the other main street of downtown Geneva the residential homes do transition into more commercial buildings. There were a few stores that I really enjoyed in this area. One was Urban Artisan. This is a relatively new store to the area, but it had a great support local concept. The owners own their own design company, but also work with other local artisans to represent their products in the store. Everything was locally made, unique items, and because it's Chicago, many things were Chicago-themed or themed around the sports teams here. It was a really exciting store to see. I also really like this because you could see that by supporting these local artisans, they were able to have a lot more timely products within their store. Things that could be made on short order and in small batches to represent what's going on right now. So, tons of Taylor Swift stuff, from the era's tour to her impact on the NFL, these local artisans could pivot on a dime in ways that larger companies just simply can't do. Just how local retailers can pivot and do things that larger retailers are not able to do. It was a fun contrast to see between how this store was able to take advantage of these cultural trends, not just in how they operated or through their social media, but also through the products that they carried. There was a really great multi-store concept in this part of the downtown area called Little Red Barn and Little Barn Baby. Same ownership group, uh, but different concepts, different themes within the store. They were tremendously merchandised, very well conceptualized. It felt basically like a mama and me store concept with the kid's store and then the grown-up store right next door. They offered different things. Little uh, Little Red Barn Door had a lot more home decor but it had the same feel to it. Now, unfortunately, I was not granted access to take pictures inside a little red barn door. Some sales associates are just not comfortable saying yes to my request without the owner's permission, and I could not get a hold of the owner. So you can see Little Barn Baby on our Instagram page, but not Little Red Barn Door. Finally, I made it to State Street. State Street is the other central area of downtown Geneva and feels more like your traditional downtown. They have the old theater, more restaurants, some cheney stores, other businesses like real estate agents and tax professionals. But here you can also find a really fun and unique store that reflects much of Geneva's foundation as a community. A sizable Swedish population initially settled the area, and it still celebrates this with its Swedish Day festivals in the summer. On State Street, you can find the Gift Box Scandinavian Imports, which has offered residents of Geneva products to represent their heritage for over 75 years. That's so rare to have a store that has been in business and been in the community for that long. There were Scandinavian imported foods, clothing, glassware, toys, puzzles, trinkets, and of course flags of all the Scandinavian countries to show off your Scandinavian heritage. It had a very ski lodge feel to it, which just brought you mentally into a place in Sweden while you shopped. Geneva has a beautiful downtown area that has found ways to create unique environments for its residents and visitors alike. From creatively devised building structures to exceptional product offerings, Geneva brings freshness to the commercial sector, allowing its Main Street businesses to thrive. We've gone on to visit more towns and retailers since the start of 2024, and I'm excited to bring those areas to you as well. Next week, we'll be on the road again, this time to the coast of Lake Superior and the Saginaw River in Bay City, Michigan. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. Stay safe, have a great week, support local, and I'll talk to you all next time. This episode was written, produced, researched, and edited by me, Patrick Kaiser. For more information on Heart on Main Street, you can visit heartonmainstreet.org. And if you'd like your town to be featured in Main Street Monday, you can email contact at heartonmainstreet.org. Thanks.